And his character, his love, and his nature is always good. Always good. Don't ever be mistaken that for some reason that if you have a thought go through your head that God ain't good, it didn't come from God. It didn't come from the Holy Spirit. It didn't come from God's Word. It was a, it was a fiery dart that the enemy sent to make you think that God is not good. And the enemy has always tried to distort the goodness of God. He's made some people that something happened tragically in their life and the devil jumped up on their shoulder and spoke into their ear that God did this or God allowed this to happen. And they think that God's behind it. And it wasn't a good thing that happened. And it caused them great hurt and pain. And because of it, they say, I never want to serve a God like that. And that's the distortion of the devil to make you think that God did something bad. God's not capable of doing anything bad. He's good. Amen. He's always good. Yes. And it will even affect, it will affect your, your Christian life if you understand the goodness of God. Um, if you'll open up with me in your Bibles to uh, Psalms chapter... 107 verse 1. Let's talk about the goodness of God today. <clears throat> you know, as a father, down here, it's a huge responsibility to be a father. It's no easy job becoming a father. A lot of people, uh, become fathers intentionally and sometimes we get we become fathers accidentally but fathers nonetheless and we have to grow into being a godly father amen, amen? Uh, me and Sophie never planned kids we never just planned out say okay in March we're gonna start trying to have kids uh, we just had kids Okay? And it, it, it was good to have kids. But being a father, I didn't get an instruction manual from the hospital on how to be a good father. Amen. And I really didn't understand everything about being a father, what a father was to be, until I found, found out as a child of God and began to read the Bible what a father should be. And to be a good father, you have to follow Jesus. Amen. And you have to understand the goodness and the character and the nature of God that He's good. And not only is He good, He's good always. When we say and confess God is good in our churches, it's more than just a religious slogan. More than just a saying. It truly is who He is. Amen. 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 That's why, you know, we are good at just saying things but not understanding things. Letting it get inside of us. I need to understand, and you need to understand, if you're watching by media, you also need to understand, it is who He is. He is good. Amen. And the Bible speaks and declares it from the book of Genesis all the way through Revelation that God right. is good. So in Psalm 107, verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is, is good. 
Amen? Amen. For his mercy endures forever. Amen. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, praise God. If we just get up every morning and get up out of bed and throw up our hands to the Lord and say, oh, it's time to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. For he is good. You know, your day will be started off in the right direction if you started confessing God is good. If you started praising God is good. Because for some reason or another, God enjoys you saying He's good. Amen. He gets a kick out of it. Amen. He actually loves it. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there was a, a, a battle fixing to take place. I think it was five different military uh, coming at Israel to attack them. Uh, Jehoshaphat said, we don't have an army big enough to even take take care of this. We don't have a, a hope. We, we, there's no way we're going to win this battle. We're way outnumbered. And they began to fast and they began to pray. And God sent them a prophet. And the prophet said, gather up the praise, praisers of Israel. And I want you to get them to begin to sing. Put them in front of the army, not behind the army. Put them in front of the army and begin to march and tell them the same, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. That was the whole song. It was a battle cry. And you know what? All they had to do was sing about God's goodness and the Lord went before them and confused the enemy's camp and they all started attacking each other and destroying each other and when Israel got to the battleground, everybody laid dead. All they had to do was take home all the gold and the silver and the spoils that they were left behind. They didn't even have to lift a hand to fight. Their battle was to sing that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Man, if you don't know what else to do in the day of battle, start singing about the Lord's goodness. And there's something about it that he loves and it sends confusion into the enemy's camp and the devil don't know what to do when you start to sing about God's goodness when all hell is breaking loose in your life. Amen. When all hell is breaking loose in your life, we usually get all kind of things. Where is God? Why can't God hear me? God's listening to you. But if you need to break out and start singing, he's good, he's good. He's good. Oftentimes we need to remind ourselves about the goodness of God. Amen? Amen? It's beneficial to us to know God is good. Uh, look at Psalms 119 verse 68. Psalm 119 verse 68. The word of God says, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Hallelujah. David said, the Lord, you are good and you do good. Always remember, if anything good going on, God behind it. Amen. 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 Something good going on, God is behind it. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 17, it said, uh, all good things come down from the Father of lights. 
Amen. Amen. All good things come down from the Father of life, whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from where? Above. From above. If you're getting something good coming to you, hallelujah, you better believe the Father of lights is behind it. And guess what he deserves? Some praise Amen. for his goodness. Amen? Amen? There's no variation, shadow, or turning. God is always good, and every good gift and every perfect gift always comes down from the Father of lights. Good. Listen, cancer ain't good. Don't let, never, never let the devil tell you God gave you cancer. Don't hear me. Amen. Disease ain't good. Sickness ain't good. Destruction ain't good. That's right. The Bible said Jesus redeemed you from destruction. Jesus is taking these things away from you because he's good. The Bible says in uh, Acts 10 38, for the Lord. Let me read. How did that go? Acts 10 38. How God anointed. Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those. Hallelujah. Oh, that was oppressed by the devil. See, the Holy Ghost can give it to you. The Holy Ghost can give it to you. Amen. Jesus went about doing good. Doing good. Every time you seen somebody that was sick, getting well, he was doing something good. But he wasn't putting it on people, then taking it off. No, the devil was putting it on. Jesus was taking it off. Amen. That's good. Amen? Amen? Praise God. If you're oppressed, Jesus wants to take it off of you. If you're depressed, he wants to take, you off, take it off of you. If you're possessed, he wants to take that off of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I was thinking this morning, look at Genesis chapter 1. Go all the way back to the book of the beginning. And this came to me this morning. Holy Spirit just dropped this on in me. In my spirit, man. I never even thought about it before. When I got to thinking about God's goodness, it took me all the way back to the book of Genesis. When God began to create everything, right? Genesis chapter 1, verse 4. And God saw the light that it was what? Good. Okay. Now, let's go down to verse 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, the herd that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. good. Verse 18. And to the rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. Verse 21. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind, every winged bird according to its kind, 
And God saw that it was good. Verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind. Cattle according to its kind. And everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. good. Now, last one. Verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. Amen? Amen. So after God created something, he looked at it and he said, before he, he had to approve it. He made it and he said, it's good. If it's good, it takes after me. I'll approve it, it stays here. Everything God created, he said, it's got to be good. Got to be good. Guess what? When he created you, listen, he didn't create nothing bad. He created you good. Amen. Amen. God ain't never made no mistakes. Amen. He created us in his image and likeness, and it is good. Because God is good. His love is good. His nature is good. His character is good. Every aspect about our God is always goes back to being good. He is good. Amen. He's not trying to be good. It is who he is. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. The disciples said, teach us how we ought to pray. And Jesus said, whenever you pray, pray in this manner. And he started it off with, our what? Our Father. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven. That is how you're supposed to pray. God, when Jesus said, I want you to contact Almighty God in heaven. He said, I want you to look at him as being your personal heavenly father. When you address him, you pray, our father who art in heaven. You know why he wants you to think father? Because it's all about relationship. He's your father and guess what? We are his sons and his daughters. Amen. That's the way you got to think. When you got born again, when you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, accepted the work that was done on Calvary in the shed blood, and you called on the name of the Lord, the Bible said you were saved. Amen? Amen. When you got saved, something happened in the spiritual realm. You became a child of God, a son or a daughter in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? And the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, look at that with me. Verse 15. Romans 8, 15. Try to find it in your Bibles now. Don't let Miss Joy find it for you. But thank God it's up there. But if she's doing all your homework, you ain't doing it. Somebody say amen. amen. Personal application is what it called. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. 
through 17. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And of children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with Him that we may also be glorified together. So according to the Word of God, we have received the spirit of adoption when we got saved. And our spirits in our hearts, there's something in us where we want to cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father actually means Daddy God. Daddy God. Whenever you pray it, you can say, Daddy God, here I am. I'm an heir. I'm a son. I'm a child of God. I love you. I bless you. I glorify you. And the Bible said, when you got saved, you became an heir. You know what happened when you got adopted into the family of God? You became a son or daughter in the kingdom. And guess what? When you, got, when you came, became a son or daughter and you became an heir, guess what? God added you to his will. Amen. 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 You know, sometimes a parent might get mad with you and he said, I'm going to take you out of the will because you ain't doing right. Thank God. Our God's good. He's going to leave us in the will. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Woo! I've been adopted. Not by President Bush or some great king. I've been adopted by Almighty God, the creator of the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that's in it. Hallelujah. When I accepted his son, praise God, I got adopted by him. He took me in as his own. He said, I'm going to take care of that old boy. He can't take care of himself, but I'm going to help him out. Praise God. I'm his, I'm his, I'm his father, and he's my son, and I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to put shoes on his feet, pants on his, on his legs, shirt on his back. Man, he put me up in a house. He gave me a roof over my house, over my head, a, a bed to sleep in. He gave me a good wife. He gave me four healthy children. I'm a blessed man. I've been adopted by God. I'm telling you, he's good. Amen. He's good. I didn't deserve all the blessings I got today. It's only the goodness of God. The grace of God. When people ask you, what, what do you believe? They want to hear, are you Baptist? Are you Methodist? Are you Catholic? Hey, you ain't none of those. Whenever they say, who are you? What do you believe? Say, I am a child of God. Amen. I'm a child of the King. Amen. I'm a son in the kingdom of God. Amen. I've been adopted. And when I got adopted, I became a son. Therefore, I have been brought into sonship. Amen. I have a relationship with Almighty God through what Jesus Christ did for me. Amen. I got a relationship with the most supreme being, God of the universe, the entire all of creation. I'm his son. 
Think like that. Start thinking. If you're born again, I'm a son. If you're a daughter, I'm a daughter in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And guess what? You're an heir of God and an heir of Christ Jesus. Everything that God owns, everything that Jesus owns, hallelujah, you're an heir of it. You're an inheritor. You have an inheritance. Amen? Amen? Now turn with me to Galatians right quick. Chapter 4. Praise God. This makes me happy. I don't know what it makes you. It makes me happy. Amen. I was yes. lost, but now I'm found. Yes. I was blind, but now I can see. Amen. Hallelujah. I had a good earthly father. Amen. And you know, becoming a Christian, we all become adopted by our Heavenly Father. We have a relationship through Jesus with our Heavenly Father. Yes, Amen. But here's the thing that can be distorted if you ain't careful. You can be born down here on this earth and your earthly father could have been abusive. He been a, could have been an absentee father. He could have verbally abused you, physically abused you. He could have not ever lived for Jesus Christ, never lived godly at all. Therefore, in your mind, you have a, a, maybe a bad taste about your earthly father. And, and that can come over into your spiritual life in the way you think about your heavenly father if you're not careful. But you can't, com com you can't compare an earthly father to a heavenly father. If you never had an earthly father that was good, thank God when you got born again, you got a good father. Amen. You got a good heavenly father. And listen, he's not going to be an absentee father. He's not going to leave you, not forsake you when things go bad. He's not going to desert you when you're two years old. He's going to be there all the way through your life. Amen. That's your heavenly father. He's going to love you. He's going to bless you. He's going to take care of you because he's good. Amen? Amen? Always remember, don't compare your earthly father with your heavenly father. Right. Because it's hard to compare the two. Yeah. Earthly fathers, as much as we may want to try to do what's right and be the best dad we can be, sometimes we still come up short. That's right. Can I have an amen? amen? We come up short. Oh, we don't always get it right. We don't always get it right. I told you, you don't get an instruction manual. But if you'll learn how God is and let Christ live in you and through you, you can become a godly father. Amen. 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 Uh, Galatians chapter 4. Verse 5 through 7. Galatians chapter 4, verse 5, 5 through 7. The Bible says, To redeem those who were under the law. Let's include verse 4, please. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman. Everybody say, born of a woman. Born of a woman. 
If you come into this world, you come through a woman. Clear picture. Amen? Amen. Born under the law. Verse 5. To redeem those who were under the law. That we might receive the adoption as sons. That's right. And because you are, not going to be, but because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Crying out, Abba, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. Amen. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That's right. You are a son in the kingdom of God. You are not the son of God. The son is Jesus Christ. But through Jesus Christ as being adopted by God and an heir of God, you get adopted into the family of God and you become a son as well. Amen? Amen. You are not the son, but you could become a son in the kingdom of God. That's how heaven looks at you. If you're saved, you're born again, you become a son in the kingdom of God. Amen. And the Bible says since you have become a son, you're no longer a slave. Right. Don't think like a slave. Think like a son. Amen. A son, hallelujah, has an inheritance. That's right. A son has authority to operate. A slave don't own nothing. He don't have an inheritance and he don't have no authority. A slave always takes orders. He don't give orders. And he, not, he, may live, he may work all his life for a master. And the master don't leave him nothing. He's a slave. But we might have used to be a slave. But Jesus Christ has redeemed us by his own precious blood. Hallelujah. And we're no longer a slave. But now we're sons in the kingdom. And we have been given, a, a, through sonship, we've been given authority and a spiritual inheritance. Amen. Ain't nothing been left out. And it's all yours when you begin to see and receive Abba Father, I'm your son. Amen. I'm your son. Praise the Lord. Another thing about the goodness of God, if you want to have an understanding about the goodness of God, all you have to do is look at Jesus. Jesus came to reveal the Father. He come to show you the Father. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that Jesus Christ is the express image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ come to show you the Father. In most of us think that when Jesus came, we think of things like, and he did, that he came to die on the cross. He came to bear the wrath of God upon himself, the judgment of God upon himself. He came to take away our sins. The Bible says in another scripture that he came to destroy the works of the devil. He did many things. But one of the most primary things Jesus did when he came to the earth, he wanted to show you what the Father was like. He wanted to show you what his Father was like. And he revealed 
himself to the world and what the Father would do. So, now we've got the scriptures in John chapter 14, verse 9. John 14, verse 9. In verse 8, Okay, let's start off with verse 7. John 14, verse 7. If you had known me, Jesus is speaking. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said in verse 9, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The word that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sakes of the works themselves. Jesus told Philip, you want to see the Father? All you got to do is look at me. He said, I am the express image of the invisible Father. He said, I come to reveal him to you Everything that I do will be just like him. He said, even the words that I say to you, I didn't make them up. They didn't come from my thoughts. He said, everything I hear the Father speak to me, then I say it to you. He said, I come to reveal the Father to you. I don't speak on my own authority. Whatever I hear my Father say, then I say it. Oh, he was completely submissive. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Show me the Father. You want to see the Father? Look at the Son. Look at Jesus Christ. Then you'll understand the goodness of God because Jesus revealed it. Uh, Look at John chapter 12, verse 49. 12. John 12, 49. Here's another thing about Jesus revealing the Father and the goodness of God. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Jesus didn't say nothing unless it came from his father. That's a good son. That's a good son. Now look at John chapter 5 right quick, verse 19. Not only did he speak what the father said, but he did only what his father had shown him. Jesus, when he came to the earth, his assignment was to reveal the father to the world. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 around verse 19 it said 
God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Can I have amen? amen. Verse 19, John 5, 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Woo. If you want to know about the goodness of God, all you got to do is follow Jesus. Look at Jesus. Everything he did was good. Have God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Acts 10, 38. Jesus was always doing good. Never doing bad. Even whenever he turned over the, the tables and the money changers and run all them priests out of the temple, that was still good. <laughs> that wasn't bad. It might have been bad for them. <laughs> but it was the goodness of God. I got to clean this out. I got to get this dirt, this filth, this garbage out of the house. Amen. It ain't a bad thing to clean your house. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. Keep a clean house. I'm talking about your natural house. Amen. And this house. Keep it clean, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, turn with me to Psalm 103. I ain't going to keep you much longer. And you say, Patrick, you said that before. <laughs> We don't pay that no attention when you say that. No joke. I usually only close once. But I have been in some services where the pastor closed six or seven times. He said, I ain't closing. And 30 minutes later, he was still going. He ain't closing. 10 minutes later, he's still going. Hour later, he ain't closing. Still going. Out a while, everybody said, he ain't closing. Oh, y'all. Okay, uh, Psalm 103. When you got adopted into the family of God, you received uh, benefits. Benefits. <coughs> Psalm 103. Here's the benefits of your adoption. <clears throat> Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Here's the covenant benefits of being adopted into the family of God. <coughs> verse, bless the Lord, verse 2. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives, number one, all your inequities. God forgives all your inequities. Benefit number one. Benefit number two. Who heals all your diseases. Amen. Thank God for that benefit. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody got insurance in here? And you got benefits? No. You got to know what your coverage is, right? If you're going to make a claim, you got to know, am I covered or not? Who heals all your diseases. Not some of them. Not just the little ones or the big ones, but all of them. Number three, who redeems your life 
from destruction. That's right. God's goodness is always about doing you good, not destroying you. God didn't come to destroy you. Some people got the bad, a, a bad mentality about God, thinking God is somehow not good, that he, he's following them around, waiting for them to mess up, and as soon as they mess up, he's going to grab that Louisville slugger out and hit them upside the head. That don't sound like a good father. Amen? Amen. I know my children ain't always done right, but I ain't hit none of them in the head with no Louisville slugger yet. And I'll never plan to. Because I love them. I don't want to do them no harm. And God, your father, don't want to do you no harm. If there's any harm coming to you, it ain't from God wanting to punish you. There is a day of judgment coming. Amen. But right now, you ain't under judgment. You up under grace right now. Amen. And thank God for his grace. And thank God for his mercy. And thank God for the blood of the Lamb. But one day, there's going to be a judgment day. That's right. We don't want to say, well, God's good. He ain't never going to judge us. No. Judgment's coming. Yes, Amen. Ain't nothing going to stop that. <laughs> who redeems your life from destruction, number three. Number four, who crowns you. He put a crown on you, Bart. <laughs> With love and kindness and tender mercy. Do y'all believe what God said? Amen. Whenever you got saved, you got a benefit. He crowned you with love and kindness and tender mercies. Amen. When you're walking around, you may not know it, but God recognizes you got a crown on your head. It's called love and kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Those are wonderful benefits. Claim your benefits. Put your faith in the word of God. Claim your benefit. That's what belongs to you rightfully as an adopted child of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. That is yours. Claim it. Have faith in it. God has forgiven you of every sin, all your inequities. Praise God for that. Woo, God is good. And Tim read this morning, Psalm 34, verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Oh, taste. If you just taste of the Lord, you're going to find out he's good. All you got to do is take a bite. I know there's been some foods in my life that I rejected. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Sophie, after we got married, she, she used to like Chinese food. And we'd go up there and I'm like, well, I'll go up there with you. Like, I ain't eating this stuff. I, I said, well, let me see what the menu got. I said, they, got some, they had some fried chicken wings on there. I went to the Chinese restaurant. She was eating uh, broccoli and fried uh, chicken and broccoli yeah. with fried rice. And I said, just give me some chicken wings. Give me something. I know what this is. And she was eating her chicken and broccoli over there, and I'm eating my chicken wings. And every now and then we go up there, I wouldn't eat that food. And one day she said, just try it. 
Just taste it. I said, you know, I probably should. Let me just taste it. I'm, I'm saying I don't like it, and I ain't even tasted it. So I grabbed me a bite. Hmm. That ain't that bad. Give me another one. And next thing you know, I started eating chicken and broccoli. And then I started eating this, that, and the other up there. Now I'm hooked on Happy Child. <laughs> I am one. They, 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 I used to go to Happy Child so much, they'd look at me and say, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. And listen, even today, when I go up there, I don't even have to tell them what I want. They already know what I want because I've been there so many times. You want hunan chicken with fried rice? You want two egg roll and hot and sour soup? I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> but I would have never known unless I took a test. God's goodness can be measured by a taste. If you just taste of God, Amen. if you just put some faith in God, That's right. if you just praise God, Amen. if you just begin to worship God, you'll find out God is good and he's going to show up and show out because he's good. Amen. Amen. Man, oh man. You know, you don't have to know every healing scripture in the Bible. You don't have to know step one, two, three, four, five. It's good to know how faith works. But listen, sometimes people get healed just because God is good. Amen. They get healed miraculously and touched just because God is merciful. Amen. The blind man that couldn't see. When Jesus came by, he began to cry out, Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, son of David. He didn't know no healing scripture. He had never been to Bible school. All he knew was, he, he might be merciful. I'm going to cry out for his mercy. And guess what? Jesus healed him. Amen. Because he was merciful. Amen. Jesus stopped everything to hear that man's cry when he said, Son of David, have mercy on me. Our God is good. And His mercy endures forever. It won't never come to an end. Stand with me this morning. God is good. God is good. God is good. Listen, if I'm ever a bad pastor, it ain't because God ain't good. If I'm ever a bad daddy, it ain't because my God ain't good. If something happened bad in my life, don't mean that God is bad. God is always good. If you're watching us, hallelujah, by media, no matter what country you're in, I want you to know God is good. And he loves you. And if you don't know Him, oh, taste and see that He's good. Cry out to Jesus Christ. Believe that He died on the cross and rose from the dead. If you'll accept Him into your heart, and say, I believe in Jesus Christ. He died and rose for me. And I'll serve you all the days of my life. Jesus Christ will come into your heart. You will be saved. You will be adopted. You will be a child of God. Hey, your best days are ahead. All you got to do is cry out to Jesus. No matter where you are, Jesus will save you. God bless you. And thank you for tuning in. Hallelujah.